Well, good morning. Thank you, Todd, for those kind words. Um, my ministry is often described as really, really different. Uh, so I, I appreciate that uh, description. Um, the greetings this morning went like this from those of you who know me from the past. It's, you would say, it's so good to see you, so glad you're here. And I would say, it's a joy. It's a joy. And it is a joy uh, to be here and celebrate 10 years as a church family uh, that I've watched kind of over your shoulder from the mothership over in, in Wake Forest. And uh, as you heard over and over, that's a tribute um, to Christ-like leadership in the life of your pastors. Um, so thank you guys. Thank you, brothers. Um, but more than that, it's more than that. Uh, when they uh, left North Wake 10 years ago, they said, so can we take people with us? And we said, yeah. And they said, who? We said, anyone you want. And uh, they took our best. <laughs> and then without shame, they took our best people, uh, people with missionary experience, key leaders. They snatched them all up. They're still doing it. NABDA Seminary professor uh, about a year ago just stole them shamelessly from us without apology. And Brian owes me lunch for eternity because of that. <laughs> But just, it was a little over 10 years ago um, that a little band of believers huddled uh, down front in a worship service at Northway Church, and we laid hands on them, and we prayed for them. We sent them out to plant what is now Exchange Church, and over the years, I have watched closely over the shoulders of my friends who are here, and shared joys, and shared sorrows, and... If I had to compress those 10 years into a single word, uh, it would be the word thankful. Uh, thankful. Uh, I uh, Exchange Church, uh, you, you need to know, I, I thank God for you. I do. I thank God for you. And, um, but as thankful as I am for you all, this morning it is my joy to point you to what I call a greater thankfulness. Um, it, it's been called by some the great thanksgiving. And it lies hidden ever so subtly in one of our psalms. And I'd like to open that for you this morning, but first I'd like to pray for you, for us, as, as we open the word together. So if you'll bow with me, please. Oh, oh good and kind Lord. I am so aware this morning of, of being invited into your grace just to be here, to hear the stories, to see the people, to remember with them the memories. Thank you, God, for your kindness and your mercy upon this part of your people known as exchange. And now, as we sit together and open up your good word to us, Bring your mercy and your grace to your people by your word and your spirit. Um, I pray, Christ, in your name. Amen. So Psalm 136, if you have the Bible on your phone or um, in your lap, is the psalm that I have in mind I'd like us to look at together this morning. It's where we find this great thankfulness fuel um, that I alluded to. And there's a subtle pattern in our psalm 
at uh, kids, I especially want you to listen and tell me if you hear a pattern as I'm going to read the opening verses, <clears throat> excuse me, of the psalm. So kids, I'm going to ask you a minute what you heard. Listen for something that you hear over and over. I'm going to use the Message Bible since our, your kids are here. It, it connects a little better with them, so I want to read it from that version. Thank God he deserves your thanks. His love never quits. Thank the God of all gods. His love never quits. Thank the Lord of all lords. His love never quits. Thank the miracle-working God. His love never quits. The God whose skill formed the cosmos. His love never quits. The God who laid out earth on ocean foundations. His love never quits. The God who filled the skies with light. His love never quits. The sun to watch over the day. His love never quits. Moon and stars as guardians of the night. His love never quits. And so, kiddos, did you hear anything repeated? What'd you hear? Let me hear. What'd you hear? His love never quits. And I labored in ancient dead languages all week, and all I had to do was ask your kids. They picked it up, right? His love never quits. And Exchange Church, this is the impetus for your great thanksgiving uh, on a day like this. You are deeply loved by God. Always and forever. His love for you as his people never quits. Never quits. Uh, this psalm is a remarkable psalm. You just heard the first nine verses. Um, it's unique in its repetition of that little phrase. His love never quits, as the Message Bible puts it. It's a unique psalm. That, that, that refrain is repeated 26 times in this one psalm. Um, the Jews called it the great hallel, the great praise. And it was especially sung at the Passover service, it seems. And the worship leader may have recited the first line, like, and then the congregation repeat together the response, his love never quits. And we're going to follow that pattern this morning as we look at it. But in a more uh, traditional translation like the ESV, that phrase is rendered this way, his steadfast love endures forever. This, this love of God, this love that God has for you, each one of you, um, this love that's steadfast, that will not quit, it's from one little Hebrew word, and, and it's called uh, chesed. And it's a word so rich that it's, one writer called it inexpressible. He named his book about it, inexpressible. And let me just show you a list of the various ways it's been rendered into our language. It's been translated as love and loving kindness and merciful love, loyal love, sure love, relentless love, enduring love, extravagant love, affectionate satisfaction, love in action, dependable love, Steady love, true love, fundamental love, miracle love, generous love, deep love, wonderful love, and there's more, um, as you see. And it goes on, as you see, and on, and on, and on, and on, with this last one, unlimited, unconditional, unconditioned, and all-inclusive love for all creation. Uh, we don't 
have an English word that's rich enough to contain the way your God loves you. There's not a word. Um, there's not a single word that can capture this ancient Hebrew word, chesed. Musician and author Michael Card defined it this way. He said, chesed is when the person from whom I have a right to expect nothing gives me everything. This is the way God loves you. I like the way a poet put it long ago. Forevermore his love shall last, forever sure, forever fast. And each line in this psalm implies two things. Um, that God loves you in the way that the psalm is, the, the first line of the psalm describes his love. The second line describes his, uh, declares his love. And it's implied that every single line in this psalm is a reason to give thanks to God because it describes the shape of his, his love. So when you see that phrase on the screen, his love never quits, uh, we're going to treat it like a responsive reading. When that shows up, I'd like you to say it aloud, read it aloud with me. Every time it shows up on the screen, okay? Let's practice. His love never quits. Okay, you've got it. You just memorized part of a verse of scripture, so it's been a good day, right? So let's give it a shot. The first three verses. Thank God. He deserves your thanks. His love never quits. Thank the God of all gods. His love never quits. Thank the Lord of lords. His love never quits. So as you celebrate 10 years of God's kindness to you as a, as a church family. And more than great pastors and more than stealing wonderful people, this is why your church is so beautiful, right? It's the kindness of God. And as you celebrate 10 years of that, and as we lean into this Thanksgiving holiday as a nation, we are urged in this one psalm 26 times to give thanks over and over and over and over and over. To give thanks to God for his steadfast, unfailing, never quitting love for his people, for you. This God, our God, who is above all other gods, this Lord, our Lord, who's above all other lords, he loves his people loves you here at Exchange. He always has, and he always will. That's what his love never quits means, right? Um, he will always love you. Even on your worst days, he loves you. And aren't you glad of that, right? Could you imagine what it would be like if he was not always loving towards us? That if the God of gods and the Lord of lords was a fickle God who got up on the wrong side of the bed one morning and had a mid-eternity crisis and said, it's been real, I'm done, I'm out of here, tired of you folks. That much power without this kind of sure love would be terrifying to say the least. And so... We are to be thankful that, as the Apostle John puts it in the New Testament, our God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Our God is love, and he loved us first 
and he loves us always, and he loved us supremely in the great sacrificial death of his son upon the cross. Let's go back to our psalm, verse 4. Thank the miracle-working God. His love never quits. So, according to this, God loves us in miraculous ways, or as the ESV puts it, by doing great wonders for us. And, and that's what the rest of the psalm is all about. Right? He's, he's just chronicling the wonderful ways that our God loves us ceaselessly. And for our purposes this morning, I'd like to pour all of these great wonders into three large buckets. Um, he loves us as creator, he loves us as rescuer, and he loves us as provider. Let me show you how the psalm says that. And the, the first bucket is in these first verses, five through nine, where he, he loves us as creator. It says, the God whose skill formed the cosmos, his love never quits. The God who laid out earth on ocean foundations, his love never quits. The God who filled the skies with light, his love never quits. The sun to watch over the day, his love never quits. Moon and stars as guardians of the night, his love never quits. So God formed the cosmos. He made the oceans and the skies and the sun and the moon and the stars, and they are all tokens of his love for us. Everywhere we go, all of the time, God is loving us steadfastly through his creation. Everywhere we go, all the wonders that we see are an expression of God's ceaseless love for us. You ever wonder why the Tetons are so magnificent? Do you ever wonder why the geysers of Yellowstone are so colorful? They are tokens of his love for us, markers of his steadfast love. Why don't the leaves just turn brown and drop in Boone? Why are the stars so captivating to us in the night sky? All that we see and experience in creation, in the heavens and the earth, they bear God's love to us. He is loving us through this display he's putting on. And he won't quit loving us. That's every, every day. Ceaselessly, steadfastly, day and night, by sunlight and by moonlight. These are never-ceasing expressions of his loving mercy towards us, his people. There's a poet named Mary Oliver, and she nailed it when she wrote this little line or two from her poem. She said, the multiplicity of forms, the hummingbird, the fox, the raven, the sparrowhawk, the otter, the dragonfly, the water lily, and on and on. It must be a great disappointment to God if we are not dazzled at least 10 times a day. And when we are dazzled, according to Psalm 136, we are to thank the God of all gods because his love never quits. We're to thank the Lord of all lords because his love never quits. I wonder, do you think about your little daily encounters with creation like that? Um, as tokens of your father's love for you? I mean, is that how you see the clouds from your kitchen window? Is, is that how you see the changing colors on your commute? Do they prompt you to, to give thanks for his unfailing love for you? I'm afraid 
most days we miss it, right? It's kind of like this picture. If you could put that picture up for me. What do you see? What do you see? Tell me what you see. A tree. Look closer. Anybody see anything else? Just raise your hand if you see anything else. A couple. If you look on the right side, there's a stump, but that's not it. Look. Look right here. What do you see? Uh, could be Jesus. It's the creator, I suppose. He's hidden in there. And that's like our days. We go through and we see creation and we miss his love for us. It's there every day, every place. And if you still can't see it, that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're like not a Christian or anything. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just, I can send it to you later. Give thanks to the Lord, for he loves us steadfastly as creator of all. And the next verse is, he loves us as rescuer. That's the second bucket that I want us to think about together. In, in verses 10, all the way down to the next to the last verse, verse 25, we read of God's rescuing acts for his people. And we don't have time to read it all this morning. If we did, we would read things like he rescues them from slavery in Egypt he splits the Red Sea right in half. He dumps Pharaoh and his army in the midst of it and obliterates them. He smashes huge kingdoms. He strikes down famous kings, we would read. Um, but let's just drop down to verse 23 and 24 and look at the summary, kind of the summary of that whole section. Let's read it. God remembered us when we were down. His love never quits. He rescued us from the trampling boot. His love never quits. And so throughout this whole section, if we were to have time to read it, God's love is on display in the rescue of his chosen people from oppression. He rescues us because he loves us. And you can hear the same pattern in the language of rescue from slavery in the New Testament as well. Romans 8, for instance, you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've been received, you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So no longer are we slaves, but we've been rescued and now adopted, and we are sons and daughters. We too have been lovingly rescued by God in Christ as our deliverer from slavery to fear and sin. And our response to being so lovingly rescued is to give thanks to the God of gods whose love never quits. Anything else? would make us what you could call an ingrate, or worse, a fool. Uh, writer Paul Zoll tells this story. He says, imagine you fall off the side of an ocean liner, and not knowing how to swim, you begin to drown. Someone on deck spots you, flailing in the water. They throw you a life preserver. It lands directly in front of you, and just before losing consciousness, you grab hold for dear life. They pull you up onto the deck, and you cough the water out of your lungs, and people gather around you, rejoicing that you are safe and waiting expectantly while you regain your senses. And after you finally catch your breath, you open your mouth, and you say, did you see the way I grabbed that life preserver? How tightly I held onto it. Did you notice the definition in my biceps and the dexterity in my wrists? I was all over that thing. He goes on, he says, needless to say, that would be a be bewildering and borderline insane response. To draw attention to the way you cooperated with the rescue effort denigrates the whole point of what happened, which is that you were saved. 
A much more likely chain of events is that you would immediately seek out the person who threw the life preserver and you would thank them, and not just superficially either. You would embrace them, you'd ask their name, you'd invite them to dinner, and maybe give them your cabin, right? And that is what the cross was all about, right? The great rescue effort to save people like you and me from our sins and their horrific penalty. And so we give thanks to the God whose rescuing love for us never quits. And let me quickly add just one more bucket of the way his love comes to us steadfastly. Um, he's our creator. He loves us as a rescuer. And he loves us as a provider. Look at verse 25 and 26. Let's read it together. He takes care of everyone in time of need. His love never quits. Thank God who did it all. His love never quits. Other versions say something like this. He gives food to every creature. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every creature or all creation is fed by his loving care. Think of your favorite restaurant. Kids, shout out for me. What's your favorite restaurant? Bojangles. Pizza. Somebody's pizza? Who's... Johnny's Pizza, excellent choices. Anybody else have a favorite restaurant where you just love to go? Freddy's? Oh, here's one, okay. Chick-fil-A, an excellent choice. What were you going to say? You going to say Chick-fil-A too? Chick-fil-A, good choice. That's a great restaurant. There's a writer named Tim Chester, and he says, you know, God could have just made fuel, right? He could have given us... So we're sustained by some kind of tasteless, tasteless biscuit, right? Think tofu. Um, but instead, he gives us Chick-fil-A, right? Food, he says, is a central experience of God's goodness. The world is more delicious than it needs to be. We have a superabundance of divine goodness and generosity. God went over the top. We don't need the variety we enjoy, but he gave it to us as an experience of his steadfast love for you. Every time you eat a delicious meal, you are tasting the very love of God for you. That's it's one of the reasons we pause and give thanks at meals, right? And you're going to experience his loving provision of food lavishly this afternoon at 4 o'clock at that pig pick-in, right? You're going you're gonna to... Take in and enjoy the love of God in that feast. Exchange Church, on your 10th anniversary as a church family, give thanks to the Lord who loves you as your creator and your rescuer and your provider. His steadfast love for you never ceases. He will never quit loving you. Under sun or stars, heaven or earth, at every meal, and especially, especially, especially on the cross, he loves you. And so thank the God of all gods, his love never quits. Thank the Lord of all lords, his love never quits. Let me leave you with a closing encouragement to be thankful for the love of God. Um, I may have introduced some of you to this fellow before. He's my favorite Thanksgiving story. His name is Otha Anders. He's from Ruston, Louisiana, where my wife went to college. He spent 45 years bending down and collecting something most of us ignore, uh, pennies. 
In October of 2015, the 73-year-old Anders, a supervisor for in-school suspended children, took them all these pennies to his local bank in 15 five-gallon jugs. He deposited a grand total of $5,136.14 worth of pennies into his account. The bank's coin machines took five hours to count the nearly half a million pennies. But what's, what's it so fascinating to me is not that he had this habit, it's what he attached to this habit. Um, it's thankfulness. Each new penny on the ground served as a prompt to give thanks to God. This is what he told the reporters. I became convinced that spotting a lost or dropped penny was an additional God-given incentive reminding me to always be thankful. There have been days where I failed to pray, and more often than not, a lost or dropped penny would show up to remind me. So half a million times, God put this little penny in his, in his way so that he would give thanks for the love of God for him. So kids, as you leave church today, keep an eye out, out in the hallway. There, who knows, there might be a penny dropped out there. And you could find it, and you could pick it up, and you could thank God that he loves you. And you could put it in your pocket, and then every time you feel that penny, you're reminded how much God loves you, and that his love for you will never quit. And if you find more than one penny out there, you should pick it up and you should give it to a grown-up. Because grown-ups really need to be reminded that even on their worst days, even on their worst days, they are loved by God with a, with a love that will never, ever quit. So thank God. He deserves your thanks. His love never quits. Thank the God of all gods. His love never quits. Thank the Lord of all lords. His love never quits. Let's pray together. Lord, we give thanks to you for an unfailing love, for an undeserving people. That at our worst, you loved us. When we were rebels, you loved us. And when we rebel still, you love us. You always have. You always will. As our maker, as our provider, and as our rescuer. Oh, in, in the loving sacrifice of your son in exchange for us. And so we give thanks to you, the God of gods, for your love that never quits. And this we do in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.